2: Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. The thing that you can't overlook is how good they are. Mackey and Judd. They've been at the forefront. On 1500 ESPN.
3: Welcome back to 1500 ESPN United. Here are Philip Mackey and Judson Zolgad. All right. We, we, have, we have sports bar etiquette to talk
0: about. We have a lot of things to get into here with our friends, the Crafty Rogues, Cosgrove and Quino. Find their podcast anywhere you would download or subscribe to podcasts, 1500ESPN.com. Yep, it's the red button. You are a professional broadcast. That's why I checked. You yeah. figured it out right away. That's why I checked. Don't I'm panic. Sure. Um, can we celebrate the fact that Minnesota United hasn't lost in about three weeks? We can since celebrate that. Since
2: May 12th? They haven't lost since May
1: 12th. Absolutely. Way to go, Adrian Heath.
2: That's pretty good. We're, we're lobbying them to... to have Adrian Heath on our show our 100th show is coming up in July and we want to celebrate and what better way to celebrate them with the icon of Everton Man City and now Minnesota United that'll get done yeah well you know this is part of my lobbying Mm -hmm. on air for that it'll be a live event and as you guys know what song do they play when they win a game Wonderwall yeah. by Oasis—that was a tradition started by. Uh, Big story in the paper about Carl that. Carol Craig, yeah. uh, Carol Craig of of uh, Toonshire. Yep. And so we're going to have an Oasis tribute band wow. to play that
4: night too. Just Am I sensing some sarcasm though in your round of applause there? That they... The big big story in the paper about no, a song? no 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 oh, the, for, the, for United? that they haven't oh, been beaten for no. three weeks.
0: I think it's a I I oh, think I think a win and a draw and uh, some time to collect your thoughts is a good thing for Minnesota United right now. <laughs> that they... sounds like a great name for
4: a biography. <laughs>
0: a win and a draw and time, time, to time to collect, collect your, your thoughts,
1: thoughts. <laughs> which means drink a
0: pint or six. You know they're only let's see they're only five points behind LAFC for second in the Western
2: Conference right now. Laf. Laugh? That's what. The, there's too many FCs, and now we got so FC agreed. Cincinnati yeah. coming in. We're getting uh, Megan Ryan, the other Meg Ryan, on the show this week. And uh, in addition to our little MLS segment, which is barely a minute on the show, we we're going to expand it and get her thoughts on that. And that's going to be one of the questions: What is up with all the FCs? And what's up with Sporting? What it's, is Sporting? Sporting, sporting KC, Portuguese. Sporting. It's. Portuguese, isn't it, Quino?
4: Well, the Sporting Lisbon's the most famous sporting club in the world. Uh, <laughs> sporting football club in the world. But I don't know. I guess it's just a cool handle. Could Would you rather they were FC Kansas City? Is that what
2: you'd like? Or no, maybe Footballing Kansas City.
1: Footballing. How about the Kansas the City Footballers?
2: Of foo- there you go. I have a problem with, I have a problem with a lot of the names of the teams. You know, there's a great deal of, of thought goes into the sports teams. In the other sports you know, as it relates to the area, and then the Lakers move to L.A. where there's no lakes. But when they start out, they're named after that area. And I'm a little disappointed that uh, this team is not the Minnesota Loons because that would be ideal and their fans could be called Loonigans. But that's for that. I but don't.
1: The, I don't know that the FC thing works here. So like FC We Cincinnati, need to tell it to FC somewhere else. Uh, the FC I, th- I feel like the FC has its place in the world. I don't know it's it's with us.
4: There was a, a groundswell of support to get an MLS team in Austin, Texas, and we we uh, we wanted them to be called the Austin Powers. Wow, thought th- th- that would have been a great name. See, that club. would have been odd. Awesome. That's
0: I, that. I feel like a minor league baseball team would I love step that. in. You got to do that, right? Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. that's sure. a
1: great idea. The merchandising yeah. would be fantastic. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> so, all right.
0: So, our sources are telling us that Cosgrove almost got into or did get into some sort of a fight or physical <laughs> altercation during the Champions verbal. League final. It's always verbal. We, we, I, I haven't okay.
4: been in a fight since I was twelve. Cosgrave could get into an argument In a phone box with himself
2: though Let's be honest And if you don't know what a phone box is Kids Don't worry about it too much Uh, Here's Let me set the scene Champions League final Liverpool Real Madrid The biggest game of the season It's preceded by Aston Villa Fulham Which is the richest game in soccer because the winner gets into the Premier League and an automatic $170 million in riches. And this was a, is a, a Fulham is
0: owned by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, Shad Khan. Well, right. played Look at me right now. And yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: God. Way to go. Right. Yeah. Yep. Waxed mustache and all. And now he wants to buy Wembley Stadium off the English. So can
0: put the Jaguars in there, right?
2: Yeah. Well, there's a deal with Tottenham that needs to be figured out first, but we'll let that one go for now. Uh, normally, there's a big crowd of Liverpool fans in in Brit's pub because Brit's pub is, it's known for its Liverpool fans, Chelsea, a couple of Newcastle fans. You know, these are where these fans collect. The local has Arsenal and I try and avoid that because for obvious reasons as I'll explain in a minute. So every Liverpool fan within the tri-state area was standing outside Brit's pub with all the enthusiasm of an 80-year-old the week before waiting for the royal wedding in her hat. They're excited, they're pumped up, they're getting there. But obviously these people have not been in a proper pub before. They've been to Applebee's, but they haven't been to a real pub <laughs> and, with hey, real and, pints. And
0: two-for-one appetizers after 9 o'clock are nothing we to didn't sneeze have, at. There's none uh, of that however,
2: nonsense. These are 20-ounce pints of real beer, not 10-ounce pints of slap that you get all 2 right, for one. on. it
4: back in. Come on, get back
2: to the narrative. Yeah, come on. Bring anyway, back. as as they're Thanks, getting drunker and, and there's a hardcore group and they sing their songs and they know the etiquette. But these jokers from <laughs> non... from We'll call them the Applebee's crowd comes in with their uh, sleeve tattoos and their dodgy moustaches and dodgy uh, sideburns are basically thinking, I'm out of my mum's basement. I'm, I'm suffering from Diet Mountain Dew withdrawal, I'm going to scream at the T, F you this, F you that, as loud as I can, and as obnoxiously as I can, because I guess that's what they do in England, right? So we'll do it here. And I just got tired of it. So I Uh-oh. politely stood up in the credit bar and looked at the, the main protagonist and go, hey, there's kids in here, even though there wasn't. So he piped it down and then used finger gestures towards the screen. But as the game got tenser and tenser, he got back into the effing at the screen again until one of the players that was coming on, he's calling all the names of the day, he's f you, f your mother, uh, you're a reject, yada, yada. 30 seconds later, one of the greatest goals ever scored in Champions League history is called by the guy who is just getting effed. And I just stood up and I went, what are you going to effing do now? Wow, look at you. Confrontational. That, that, so, that, 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 that,
1: that's that, trying to start a fight, in my opinion. Now,
2: I should
4: point out that I was there for all of this, but I was about <laughs> you poor man. You I know. was a foot in front of John, which so is six it, people. It all happened behind me, and it, it was so packed I couldn't turn around to see what was going on. But I'm—I spend a lot of time with John. <laughs> I hear a lot of John's arguments with other people, and this seemed like just another John interaction. I find out later that the protagonist from the other side of the the, the pub had moved physically, there was a phalanx of them, just moved towards John with evil intent.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But they didn't get there. They were buffered by our old friend Paul Lakin, who, in the words of most people, if you don't know him, is the last person in anywhere to be a peacemaker or to be in any sort of diplomatic situation. He's already applied to HR at his company for a a promotion, given his buffering skills.
0: So uh, what happened in the fight when you were 12 years old? Uh, Did you win?
2: Veronica Howell was the problem there. No, I didn't. It's always over a woman. Yeah. No, it was with a woman. (laughs)
1: That's what I was going to say, and she beat the bleep out of Cosgrove. (laughs) She took it to Cosgrove.
2: (laughs) It was before my verbal skills had been sort of, shall we say, uh, blunted. It was so horrifying for him, his hair turned white. (laughs) 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 Oh, this is great. It has been ever since. I can see a fight in the studio happening already. Uh, Tweet at hashtag... What's Cosgrove saying now? Wait, do you have a uh, burner Twitter? Have you heard this story about
0: the <laughs> yep. uh, about the, the 76ers general yeah. manager who had five fake Twitter accounts just so he could argue with fans and manipulate journalists, and it all came out last night?
4: Not a great career move, you would have thought. Ronald well, might it, have it, to
1: have one. Cosgrove's got no chance. Doesn't it work
4: at the White House? Why would it be different for sports? And politics got a mention already. <laughs> I'm surprised
2: you took if this Margaret gone, Thatcher had a Twitter account the miners in the north might have had a voice. I
0: think we did a Cosgrove drinking game during the Crafty Rogue segment. (laughs) When's he going to mention
1: the president (laughs) and the White House and and his disdain Uh, for it all? You did
0: go to, uh, what concert at U.S. Bank? Did you both go to U.S. Bank Stadium for a concert, or was it just Cosgrove? I went
2: to uh, U2. I was fortunate enough To be on the floor, so I got a pretty good sound experience. Not unusual after a few drinks, or what? On the floor level, okay. Friends of mine that actually paid more up on the third level are their ears are still ringing from the echoes of Bono's lucid tones. Uh, I mean, they're still donating to Africa. Such was the impact of Bono's voice that night. (laughs) So that tells me it's not a great stadium to go watch. Music. One of my favorite bands, Snow Patrol, oh. are coming to town in the fall. They're playing at the U.S. Bank Stadium, and my Wait, heart sank. Is Snow Patrol really a stadium band? They're not. They're not a stadium band. Why? Why? That's the f- question number one. Who are they but playing with? Like? Themselves. They're playing with themselves at the U.S. It's Bank gonna Stadium. It's going to look like a Jaguars game Where's Snow Patrol <laughs> from, <laughs> <It's>, John? <laughs> Snow Patrol's from Belfast. Oh, really? They're playing by yeah. themselves, by the way, just to clear that up. And... But here's what's interesting. In addition to all these big stadiums, they're playing at the Fargo Arena in Fargo. So um, I want to know from you guys, is that a better place to watch a concert than U.S. Bank Stadium? The Fargo Dome? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, because it's smaller.
1: I've never been to the farm. And the acoustics, my my understanding is the acoustics down here are just awful. Awful. No no band has had success so far. But but wait, but why is Snow Patrol even being considered? That's a nice little band that's more of a First Avenue room type of band. Well,
2: they think they're going to do big things with this new album. It's darker. It's more personal. There's more vulnerability They're crazy.
1: They're nuts. They're absolutely crazy. Now
2: we're giving advice to Gary Lightbody and the guys of Snow Patrol. This show covers all the bases. We fix everything here. Why are we talking about
4: Snow Patrol in a stadium?
2: (laughs) Because these stadiums is a billion-dollar stadium, and it's built for sports for eight games a year or ten games a year, and they're trying to get revenue out of it, and it's not working for concerts. But it works for monster truck rallies, and that's really all that matters because tickets are
3: just five bucks. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm with the, the snow patrol thing is baffling to I'm me. I'm really surprised went, by that. I went and saw so one of my uh one of my old soul favorite bands is is & Oates, even though they were popular before I was born. And I I've seen them two or three times. Did you see them when they were here last week? I saw them when they were here in November. So they've been here twice in the last year. They're not they're not an arena. He's No. Hall, they're, a, Hall is they're seventy a,
2: years old. They're not an arena band. I went, I went. And I saw them, and I had not seen them live before. And I've always been a Hall Notes fan. Yeah, even when I was "quote unquote" hauling oats. Very good. Uh, Quino's <laughs> got a quick story on Hall and Oates because he interviewed him on Australian radio. No, it
4: wasn't me. A show I was on. They were on the show uh, no. that I was sort of a sidekick on, and we got them in the studio to have a chat and sat them down. and The lead question was: So, guys, Hall and Oats, how'd you come up with the name? and wow. they just oh, oh, no. stared at each other and looked at us
2: and just went flying now over the that's top. that's journalism. Yeah, you know.
4: Anyway, the- when I
2: watched them, it felt like they were a, a hotel front lounge band, a little jazz band playing in the front lounge for of the sure. hotel. They dragged out, you can't go for that, ironically, 11 minutes long. Y- yes, yes. Oh, These guys are tired of singing these songs. And then when they sing their new ones, everybody looks at each other in disdain. They can't win. They need to stop. Well, it's like they're they're doing live from Daryl's house, but in an
4: 18,000-seat arena, and they're just sort of jamming for 10 minutes at a time. But every new song they play should be called Time to Go to the Bar. <laughs> uh, when's John
0: Oates' mustache going to go on tour by itself? I've been waiting for that for That's like 30 fantastic.
2: years. He's going to be
0: at Dakota Jazz Club in September. On his own? No, his mustache. Just Oates. He's just going
1: to have his mustache show Will there be any
2: Liverpool fans there? Because I make pop along. He's actually supporting Snow Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Is that where Snow Patrol should be playing, Jud? That'd at be better Dakota. at the Dakota. First which... Avenue would be perfect. They're <laughs> the, a First the, Avenue band. They're the, made for that. No, that, I that, think they're no. To be fair, I think they're more an Excel or a um, Target Center
1: band. Snow Patrol, really? Oh, i like, the Let's we'll we'll see really. what well, this new album does. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I'm just saying, I am shocked that they're going to play in a stadium.
2: I am shocked they're playing in a stadium you, but, that size. But
1: if you are trying to decide on shows, drive to Dakota to the Dome there. And go see it there. You mean Fargo? Fargo Dome. Yes, drive you, there and the, go see it. it. It's
2: on two nights before I, I would, would go, do that.
1: Go, yeah, because if you if you see them here, size and acoustics, you're going to be disappointed. Yes.
2: I don't want to be disappointed with Snow Patrol. I've heard They're good things about Fargo.
1: Quino
0: and I are really happy we got to the bottom of that Snow Patrol yeah. stuff in this segment. No, it's it's a hard one I'm trying to help out me. my buddy. Good, good. Yeah. He's, yeah. Getting in
1: fi- he's getting in fights in Brits. I'm uh, not getting in fights. Well, you're coming close. I'm putting manners on people. The difference between between the two of us is I wouldn't have said a word.
2: You would have tolerated that bad oh, level of bad
1: manners? Absolutely. Just Swearing
2: at the top of your voice.
1: F you at the top of your voice. I might voice. have moved. There no, was nowhere not. to go. You wouldn't oh, have not okay. I would have you kept have drinking and just ignored it.
2: There were so many mutterings behind me about, these guys need to shut up, these guys are annoying. I felt it was my place. I was are they being regulars? elected. Yeah, he's the champion so, of the people. For games? No, they're not regulars. Okay. Hmm.
0: What's but, on the uh, Crafty Rogues podcast these
4: days for people who are wondering, where can I get more of this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going to do half an hour on Snow Patrol, but we've decided against that. Uh, this week we have a special guest. We have Megan Ryan from the Star oh. Tribune. She will uh, she will be on with us for half of the show, talking all things Minnesota United and MLS. And the first half of the show, we'll probably do a recap of the Champions League final, the uh, championship playoff final, and a few other uh, things relating to football culture and crack.
2: Here's, what, here's how the Crafty Roads works. It's the same as us coming on this wonderful show. There's no script. Quino puts out a structure. There's no script. We show up. He throws up balls and I try and hit him. And that's how it works.
0: Actually, can you try to get Cosgrove to do a bicycle kick at some point during the podcast? Yeah, would that be
2: good? A a bicycle the, kick? I still play. Just bear that in mind. That's why it's in Blaine. Far,
1: far away. open Blaine. The answer to your question that thanks to Colin on Twitter has arrived. Snow Patrol is opening for Ed Sheeran at US Bank Stadium. Oh, that, okay. makes sense. Okay. that makes sense. Because
2: okay. no offense <laughs> to the little redheads.
4: Oh, John, that was a detail you conveniently left out. Yeah. <laughs> Well,
2: it's not always a good idea to go just watch the opening act.
4: (laughs) Uh,
0: Crafty Rogues, social media, Crafty Rogues podcast on 1500ESPN.com. Get out of here. Mackie and Judd now continue. Prepare to be dazzled on 1500ESPN. We'll get to some questions here in just a little bit. Hey, I haven't read through the story yet, but I just saw a story from uh, SportingNews.com. Not to uh, get all gossipy about the mothership, but... That get get up the morning show on ESPN with Greeny and Beetle and and Jalen Rose. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's on a short leash because of just the ratings and the revenue are, are not what they thought. Let, let me let me take this. I haven't read the whole story yet, but they're thinking about maybe ch- doing something drastic and changing it. But let me ask this from uh, from a different perspective. And it's the genius of Inside the NBA on TNT. I don't know if if you can manufacture the type of chemistry. That you get on some of the best sports shows. The difference between Inside the NBA on TNT and almost anything other than like highly questionable has it. There's a couple shows in the afternoon on ESPN that have that kind of fun and that chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think you almost have to stumble into it sometimes,
1: like, like
0: PTI. Right, exactly. That's a perfect example. Yep, where it's it's two dudes and they're just and they and they get it and they're and they have chemistry. Do you think when? Turner executives put together Ernie Johnson as the straight man, stu- just the the broadcasting professional studio host. They knew Charles Barkley was going to be a good personality, but Kenny Smith was kind of a random, and they figured, oh this will be this will be a good combination. Just like you might say, you know what, let's uh, let's put together uh, Jalen Rose is a good he's a good personality. Paul Pierce knows what he's talking about, and Chauncey Billups. And when I watch, and that's a Apple's. That's that's not Get Up. That's the just the NBA uh, on ESPN pre and post game show. Mm-hmm. The difference between those two shows is so drastic, and it's such a must watch vibe on TNT. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like some of these TV sports executives. You definitely take credit where credit is due with ESPN or with uh, TNT. But I don't know if you can
1: manufacture. You can that type of a show. You, you almost can. just have to like and, and cross your fingers and hope, right? You know. They they for how long we're talking about the fact that they re- rehearsed the show for Get Up. We're in rehearsals. It doesn't matter. The original one that I remember that actually at the time and now and now it's it's a little bit cliched, but this is years ago that worked was when uh, Fox put together their NFL studio team in '94.
0: Yeah, and which they is were, basically the same team. right? And
1: they yeah well, well
0: Terry, Terry and Howie and
1: was James Brown the host at the time? Yes, he, he's at CBS now. But the point was. They put together this team, and that was the first one where I think they just said, we'll just have fun. Mm-hmm. Because up until then, it, it had been about the pregame show and breaking it down and segment, segment. And they still did that, but they were the first one, I think, that said, just sort of goof around at times. Mm-hmm. And I I think the freedom to do that is important, but you, you could say Barkley's going to be good, but to have the chemistry that TNT got is really hard because I I think I would have said hey you
0: put you put Beatle and Jalen Rose and almost anybody on a set together I love Beatle I love Jalen Rose that's totally gonna work right and obviously they're they're having trouble what are your favorite right now if you had all right whether it's afternoon shows on ESPN or pre and post game shows network cable just the whole slate what are the three sports talking head shows that hook you. I know you're kind of a connoisseur of the afternoon. I love lineup the afternoon block ESPN.
1: PTI huge, but, but the PTI thing that that works is, is Wilbon and, and Tony worked at the Washington post together for years. And essentially you, you could tell they would sit there probably and ar- argue about stuff yeah. just privately for years. And ESPN captured that. Yeah. and And so, because they are, that show is, is mildly a debate show, but it's really not. They basically go back and forth until they're done. Mm-hmm. And so it's not this, hey, you get a point for this one. No, you get a point. It's it's this. We're going we're going to take X amount of time to address a subject and when you're done, you're done. That's my top one. I love that show. Inside the NBA on TNT is probably two because and and that's a difficult, that's a really hard formula to to capture because it's not only funny but informative. So they'll say stuff and you're like, "Oh, that's good." Mhm. So that's my number 2 uh that among shows I like to watch pre-post game and uh anthology shows. I'm trying to think of a third because I I watch a lot of the ESPN stuff. Besides PTI, I wouldn't say it's great. It's okay.
0: I'll give you I'll give you when Sports Nation was Beetle, Marcellus and Max and Max or even Beetle and Cowherd. I know people rip on Cowherd, but, oh, a long time but early, it was yeah. such a contrast, and they were bo- they had such great chemistry. That was like five years ago now. I really enjoyed that because it was fun topics, and they 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 do some actual deep dive, highly questionable, and it's chemistry. You got a you got a father and son who are just the the father's just this wacky it's off per- the wall. Yep, and they and then the the third person now is either uh, Mina Kimes or Pablo uh, Tori, and just a kind of fun little quirky combinations. Inside the NBA, chemistry. I would say Fox MLB pre and post game show there for a while for a couple of years when it was a Rod. I could take or leave Pete Rose, but when it was a Rod, Frank, Frank Thomas, Thomas, and they had they had something going there for a while. Uh, PTI for sure. And I'm surprised with this because I wasn't I wasn't sure how this show would work out, but it's been two years when Rachel Nichols came back to ESPN. Not actually, that the, the jump, jump is a really good right. show.
1: That's an excellent show.
0: Because el Hassan is uh, he can kind of he's kind of an amoeba who and can she's work really with anybody. Good. Yes. She's showing a lot more personality she than she did. She directs it really well. Yes. Um so You're those right. and That's then like one. they bring in Tracy McGrady, will say stuff and uh, Paul Pierce will say Stephen stuff. Stephen Jackson sometimes, right? Stephen Jackson will and he's will not say bad. stuff. Yeah. But I, I just don't the more I think You're about right. this, really What for whatever reason there's just The get-up chemistry is not what some of the other shows are. And I don't know if you can... Like, Sometimes you have to go live until you find that If you're
1: off from this show, though, do you ever get up and the first thing that you do is... i got to go flip on sports. For me, personally? Like, my sports viewing... Like, if I'm just going to watch sports programming, I usually don't start until around 2 o'clock or so. You mean you wait an hour? 2 p.m. You're talking about for you personally. I'm, I'm saying if I'm off from this show... And I, I wake up at, like, 8 or 9 o'clock. Oh, I see what you're I'm saying. saying. I, I thought don't you meant like, when you're off at 1, you wait an oh, hour no, to watch sports no, no, programming. No, 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 no. If I'm off from our show, I don't run downstairs and think to myself, got to catch up on sports. Because I can go on Twitter and find th- things out. I, I don't need so news.
0: Your, your question is, for, and just to include listeners, is how... Like what time during the day are you really interested my point, in
1: sports commentary? My question is this: Do you do you crave sports on TV as far as commentary goes, or as far as debate goes, early in the day? Because I don't.
0: I crave good content anytime during the day, so I will listen to I will listen to Bill Simmons podcast at seven a.m. or seven p.m.
1: if it's good. And which it though, is. though, listening to me is different than going down and plopping down on the couch and starting to watch stuff. Cause you um, could be doing work, you you could be doing things.
0: Yeah, I would say for like for for listening, I'll listen to anything that's quality. Working out in the car, whatever. As far as like flipping on and wanting to watch Talking Heads, if there's a big topic happening, if there's a bunch of trade rumors or something, or if whatever, that I, it's more for me. It's more topical news related, but for audio. Just because you're in transit or you're, sure. it's a little bit more convenient That's to just to pop in headphones. Yeah, I'll just listen to good stuff, uh-huh. sports and non-sports. Uh-huh. But but whether it's audio or TV, I, I just don't know if you can say, hey, these people have never worked together before, and we're ninety percent sure the chemistry is going to work. I think you almost just have to put people together that you and you cross your fingers. And for Inside the NBA, it worked. For the Jump, it works.
1: For Get Up, it looks like it's not working. And you're just gonna have to go back to the drawing If dry they board. if they pull the plug now, though, that is extremely quick. Because yeah. you you need time to get your ground go, you know, b- below you to actually have a chance too. If you're gonna pull the plug and do massive changes, what four months in? That's not much of a chance to have success.
0: No, that's how that's how bad it must be according to some of these stories. Dave, what kind of questions do you have next?
3: Really, really good ones. Including something that you brought up yesterday, a lesson in self-hatred that we really have to dive into. Judd's already laughing at questions. Do you hear that? I just like
1: the
0: one, really good ones. Phil Mackey, Judd Zogad.
1: You dudes are beacons of radio perfection.
0: Mackey and Judd. I I love you guys. On 1500 ESPN. All right, let's, uh, we'll get to questions here. Let's take, Jeff's got a call. We're talking about. Your favorite sports TV shows? There's a story that Get Up on ESPN this morning show is not doing well at all, and it's on a short leash, according to Sporting News six five one six four six eight two five five. What's up, Jeff?
1: Hi, guys. Great show. Hey, I just want to make a comment. You know, I, I've watched I've watched the show. I've tried to give it a chance, and you know, the common denominator for me is the fact that I just don't find that Greenberg is is that engaging or. Maybe a, a willingness to maybe laugh at himself, or in, or engage the audience to to have a little light humor. You know, conversely, you know I've gone to watch Golick and Wingo, and Trey Wingo is exceptional. You know, in terms of you know just making it a little more lighthearted uh, when need when need to be. So yeah, uh, that's that's kind of my general assessment of the, of the situation.
3: Thanks, Jeff. I agree. How about Mackey and Judd? Notice he didn't mention you
1: guys. He said, Great show to start with. He started a call with great show. So I, I think we're fine. Yeah. I mean, he, Greeny is, um, Greeny's a traffic cop. He is. That's, that's what he is. He's a traffic cop.
0: But you, you notice how he's how the, not, he doesn't laugh at, at himself. I think even like Mike and Mike evolving into Golic and Wingo. And then putting Golik Jr. on the show, you can tell just how much more loosey goosey and fun the vibe is. Yeah. Now I'm not saying it translates to the same rating success that Mike and Mike had for 20 years, but there is an element of Greenie's game that is just very. Hey, we're going to keep it right here. These are the topics, and we're going to. And there
1: there's a difference, but there's a there is a massive di- difference in my mind between being a traffic cop and, and a straight man. Ernie Johnson is a great straight man. Yeah. And and he never tries to be the star. But he totally gets if they if they make fun of him, he never gets flustered. Mm-hmm. He's great at that role. Greeny, you feel like when they start to attack him a bit, he can't. He's like, Well, I, I can't handle this. And as as I know well, sometimes you do have to take your lumps. Hold on. I saw that again.
0: There we go. Let's do some questions. Oh,
3: you want to do questions now?
0: Okay. Or are you offended that we took a phone call and no, I'm just encroached on your territory? No,
3: not at all. I just, the, the open wasn't playing, so I'm not used questions to it. Questions about not meetings. handling that's things fine. well. Questions, questions doesn't handle,
1: He doesn't handle things well. Yeah. Roll with the punches questions. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here in
3: my blazer and unbuttoned shirt and we'll just roll. <laughs> the same one from yesterday? Yes,
1: exactly. Go ahead, uh have questions.
3: We discussed it with Patrick. Now I, got, yeah. I want you guys to answer the question specifically to the on field performance. So. Sano taking the off season off to eat a few twinkies doesn't matter here, all right? Specifically what they have done when they have been on the field for the Minnesota Twins, all right? Mm-hmm. Bigger disappointment Buxton or Sano? Buxton. It's
0: Buxton. At least Sano has run into a few hanging breaking balls and hit some balls out of the ballpark. But uh it bears repeating, Byron Buxton has reached base 17 times so far this season.
3: Is that like an error he's got on or a Pitchers um, interference.
0: There's been a couple errors. There's been no hit-by-pitches. So he's not even Roger Dorning his way on first base. You just stick your elbow out once in a while and take a fastball <laughs> off the tricep or something, you know? <laughs> Dorn. I'll
1: take Dorby B, so no. Because at least— okay, You guys are going to fight it out. Let's go. No, but at, at least as far as Buxton goes, I think he gives a damn. I think he cares. He's just a mess. And that's disappointing, but I, there, but there is a feeling that Byron Buxton would like to get this right with Sano. I got a feeling he you don't care. I got a feeling he's going to try and hit home runs, and they're going to going to move him to first base, and he's going to get up to three ten, and then they're going to move him to DDH, and he's going to be three hundred thirty pounds, and this isn't going to end. At so, moment,
0: like in, in all of your Sano scenarios, you're just a hundred percent sure he's going to weigh 350. He's just he's going he's going
1: his... he's a left tackle. He's going to move to left guard. But <laughs> I think that Buxton cares deeply and probably too much. And so as disappointing and as frustrating as his struggles are, his his on-the-field issues are not born of the fact that he doesn't care about it. With Miguel Sano, you tell me, what about him on or off the field indicates he cares? I think he's just trying to hit home runs. Look at the flip side then. Who amazes you more when they
3: do something spectacular? Sano. So um, hmm. I would say Buxton. I don't know. I've, like in terms of like, are you what your surprised? expectations
0: are? And no, then I mean them, when, they,
3: when they reach their peak. When oh. Sano's hitting bombs, that's his peak. And when Buxton's making incredible plays in center field. Which makes your draw drop more. Because to me it's Buxton. It's Buxton. Yeah. Because well, Sano you, hits a million bombs, but he also strikes out two million times. And you've seen that that's before. Fair. That, that's yeah. fair.
0: Yeah. That's fair. I don't think I don't know if you've ever seen a guy that's hit a ball fair. to le- to the left center field gap and like almost get an inside the park home run, which is that's which right is fair. Byron Buxton territory. <laughs> but you see this on TV. So right disappointed in both of them. Paul Feinbaum <laughs> with
3: his crazy scientist hair is like <laughs> at a beach Where somewhere talking college football. Why? It's, it's like SEC meetings or something like that so but <laughs> he should... he looks really uncomfortable at the beach he looks
1: oh, like he, he really does he looks like he forgot to put sunscreen on the most important area which is the top of his head he'd be the one guy I probably wouldn't say hey go, go stand by the beach Paul I'd probably tell Paul let's stand inside the hotel lobby <laughs> that's really uncomfortable looking let's just keep you away from the public that looks like
3: me at the beach yeah very uncomfortable and he is wearing a shirt, so that totally works out. It
1: does, yes.
3: Question number two, <laughs> Phil. Yesterday, you were talking about how you like to watch these, you know, big series, championship series, NBA, NHL, MLB, whatever it is, and think to yourself, "Huh, <laughs> I wonder how our local franchise would fare if they went against these two champions of the uh, of the league, right?" Mm-hmm. Well. Let's do it. Let's say the Wolves were completely healthy right now. Jimmy Butler's back to 100%. You got Carl. You got Andrew. You got all of them. Hey, Jamal Crawford's still with the team. Everybody's healthy. Match him up against the Cavaliers and against the Golden State Warriors. How long do the respective series last?
1: Uh, Against the Cavaliers, if you have your team completely healthy and they're playing a respectable level of basketball, I think you win – a couple games so matched up against the Cavaliers I think you you lose the series in six against Golden State completely healthy I think you win one game I, I'll give I'll give you I'll give you the same thing that, that you got against the, the Rockets in the first round of the playoffs which was game three at home so against Cleveland you get two wins against Golden State you get one win well
0: it depend uh, here, here's some news actually just to go along with my answer that uh, uh this is Steve Ashburner nBA.com that forward Kevin Love has been ex- has been excused from participation in today's Finals media day as he remains in the NBA's concussion protocol. So if it's a Kevin Loveless Cavs team, I think that's a seven game series in which LeBron just hulks up in game seven like he does in every game seven I I, I don't think it's unrealistic to say that I LeBron say and so. a bunch of you know B to C caliber players, that, the, that a healthy Wolves team could take that Cavs team to six or seven. I mean, obviously, it would. you put Jimmy Butler on LeBron James as much as you can or hope that Wiggins and can Butler's been step good up. good against him, career-wise. But that's the weird thing, because I think the Cavs can punch the Warriors enough just through their experience, and if, if Kevin Love does play especially, I think they can get that series to maybe six games against the Warriors. I don't think the Wolves could get a game against the Warriors. Yeah, I'm just saying possibly one. Yeah, so we're, we're pretty much on the same no page there. You'd have a much better chance against LeBron James and a bunch of scrubs than against an all-time great dynasty team. Did
3: you guys see the Chris Long uh, stuff on Twitter yesterday? Not our Chris Long, but football player Chris Long. Mm-mm. He was tweeting about hockey players versus basketball players. Yeah, I saw this morning. And saying, these hockey players, man, they what, skate around for a little you know, minute at a time, play like 20 minutes a game, and... You know, I, I prefer my basketball players—guys who go out there for a nice, you know, forty to forty-eight. And I, I prefer the grinders, as I believe the uh, the term he used—and he meant it all tongue in cheek. Well, the, the the hockey crowd decided to jump all down his throat and say, "Look, blah blah blah. Here's what hockey players are like: they fight. You know, they play with injuries. Blah blah blah. These are the most amazing athletes in the history of the world." I've got the French Open on on this TV in here, and I'm watching Megdalena. Freck or something, F R E C H is Watch how you spell language. the last name. She's Polish. She's five foot seven. I just looked her up. She must weigh about hundred pounds, and she can hit a tennis ball harder and more precise than I could ever dream of imagining.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Amazing athletes. That's what I'm talking about. Whether it's hockey players, maybe you find basketball players, maybe it's the uh, female tennis crowd that can just crush a tennis ball. Like I said, despite weighing about twenty seven pounds, who are the most amazing, amazing group of athletes in the world? Well, pitchers, right? Burt Eleven would say pitchers are the best athletes. Best
0: in the world. athletes, yep. on the field. They have to because they have to get ready to field after they throw a ball. It's not um, hockey players. So I down. think I think of this question almost in two ways. Like, what's the hardest thing to do athletically, and that would probably be hitting a baseball. But is that the most athletic thing? When you see guys who are two hundred ninety pounds with a beer gut like Lance Lynn and Miguel Sano, then obviously the answer mm-hmm. is no. Because there's so many factors here, you could go if it's if it's endurance. I think running three to four miles mostly in sprints in an NBA game, or being out there for 90 minutes of soccer action and crossing a a whole field, you know, for five miles. Just from an an endurance standpoint, those would be up there. Um, but I'm man, that's a that's a really good question. I'm gonna. gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna say <laughs> so cliche. Pete Weber,
3: he can make it through ten frames.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say he might be drunk. That's if, not easy. If you're a mixed martial artist and you combine somebody trying to kill you with yeah. your lungs running out of air, and and you're and you have to inflict physical harm onto somebody else with all these factors coming down, I think. I, I would say a mixed martial artist in terms of just you have to have so much athletic. You can never just put a random dude in there. They'd get decapitated. Triathletes,
1: right? Triathletes? Yeah. I mean, if you do if if you're a triathlete, you're in incredible shape. You're you can do different things. I'd I'd say triathletes.
3: Why not the athletes then?
1: That's seven more activities. Then mm-hmm. throw them in too. From the four That's major point, sports. Thank from you. the four major sports. I'm going to take basketball players because hockey players are are in better shape now than they used to be athletically, but you can still drink a ton of beer. When's the last time you saw, and there's a few, I'm not saying there's none, but there are not a lot of out, out of shape basketball players now. You've got to run so much. And the amount of guys that can come down in the low block now and just big sort of tubby guys are yeah, I the think Oliver gone, Millers are they're a, gone, right? they're
0: definitely twenty years ago.
1: I, I'd mm-hmm. say I'd say basketball players. All right. I think hockey you can hockey you've got to be incredibly fast still. But if worse comes to worse, if, if you you had a few beers the, the night before, you can glide around a little bit just say You can look like Phil Kessel. Exactly. As long as Phil Kessel is playing in the National <laughs> Hockey League, I can't say hockey. I love the sport, but that's yes.
0: I went to a bar He's on right. like Saturday or Sunday, and the bartender said, You know, you look like, and th- it's just knowing my physique, he goes, You look like a skinny version of Phil Kessel. Wow. Or a, skinny, no, a skinnier, a skinnier somebody, version wow. of Phil Kessel. A,
1: a few months ago, I'm like, somebody first of all, tweeted. like, thank you for calling me skinnier than anything. <laughs> a few months back, somebody tweeted, I thought both of us, a side-by-side of, of you and Kessel. Pretty similar. And I think he, he le- both had I a beard head going. Though,
0: he lets the hair go kind of scraggly. I think he had a baseball cap on, though. Right. It was similar. Yeah, we both we both snipe on the open
3: <laughs> ice, too. Now back to Mackie and Jod, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios.
2: This is going to be my happy place. On 1500 ESPN.
3: Right now on the 1500 ESPN Stream Player, a $15 Caribou Coffee gift card thanks to Luther Brookdale Toyota Shop, where Mackie shops. Head to 1500ESPN.com, click on the Stream Player to find out how you can win. Let's go
0: on through some of our... Twitter feedback at 1500 ESPN Judd at Phil Mackey and now to a thousand followers at Dave underscore Harrigan <laughs> 1, well.
3: How about a thousand fifty three I think wow. we're at and you're yeah. tweeting up a storm too right I how many tweets are you up to now oh man hang on I have to get into it I'm gonna go to your I'm okay. at least triple digits Dave Harrigan okay uh, let's see Oh, I think I lost a couple followers I'm down to 1050 wow you've, you must have been tweeting about politics again
0: no, told you not to rip careful. Trump.
3: I told you to stay away from that subject. No, I haven't done that. I haven't tweeted since we uh, hit that 1,000 mark last mm. week. you got to give the people what they want. If they're going to follow you, you can't just... It, yeah, it's this is too long. Yeah, they want give silence. They don't want my BS. They just no, want they
0: me to do shut your up BS. and stay in the background. Mm.
1: No, you're wrong. Uh,
0: I, did, I did tweet. I retweeted a Roseanne Barr thing here. You know, if you look on the back of an Ambien bottle, it does clearly say, warning, Ambien may cause racist rants on Twitter. So...
1: Poor Ambien, having to issue a statement, (laughs) even in half in in jest. It was kind
0: of a tongue in cheek uh, troll job. Yeah, I I was thinking about our conversation from a couple hours ago about, and we've had some emails on this. The people say you guys are crazy. Random matchups in the Super Bowl, or random matchups in uh, in the NBA or NHL finals. It's It's great for the sport, and you should root for the Jaguars to get to the Super Bowl because you want those memorable, like, random teams. And I say, I'll be fine with another Tom Brady versus whoever matchup. And I think the biggest, and some of this is just preference, but the biggest difference between what you're getting with, let's say, the NHL, which is as random as you can get right now in terms of, like, what you would have thought. It's an expansion team, the Vegas Golden Knights, that didn't exist up until a year ago. Or it would have been Winnipeg. So it would have been, it would have been... Uh, a random matchup to some team regard. Hadn't been there, yeah, And I think in the NHL, because there's just a lot more parity and the chances of a seven seed or an expansion team getting to the end are so much higher, it keeps fan bases in the loop and on the hook a lot longer. So if you're a fan of a team that's not that good in the regular season, but, man, we got hot there at the end, and we've seen teams like the Kings get a hot goalie. And
1: baseball can have that as well.
0: Absolutely. And in basketball, it's a lot more of a foregone conclusion. But I would argue that the end result, which is a compelling end-of-the-season June matchup, is worth some predictability early on to get to this colossal clash of LeBron versus Warriors. That's my I, own personal preference.
1: I think if you're going to have a complaint here, it's not it's not that these two teams are playing again. It's that, to Dave's point from before, the Eastern Conference is not that good. Like I have no interest in in a mediocre Eastern Conference team making a run. Now, if if you want to talk about parity and the fact that it's too bad that there's not more high-powered good teams, that's a discussion. But right now, if if you if you were to tell me at the beginning of the NBA season that it was going to be that teams were going that the the Pelicans were going to surprise and get through and play Toronto, I'd be like, uh, it sounds okay, not great. So, I I think the discussion is in these leagues, in certain cases, you would like to see more powerful, stronger teams. But just to complain to say it's these two two teams again, I think misses the point. You are getting the two best teams.
0: Yeah. You just know that. And also, let's say, okay, you're sick of four years in a row, Warriors and Cavs, and you're just like, I'm not going to watch it because the NBA is too predictable, Warriors and Cavs. Are you? So, you're out. You're out on LeBron versus Warriors. Are you saying you're in? If it would have been Raptors versus and, Blazers, and the answer, oh my god, and the answer, the Blazers, this Portland team and the is in. Is no. I'm in,
1: right? And the answer, so that is no. means you wouldn't be. You're just not in. Means you're out. You're yes. just out. Period. Yes. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, but but in in hockey and baseball especially, teams can make runs and that's fun. I think if a team m- made a run in basketball. You, people would say, oh, this is great, as as the run was going on, and then you'd get to the finals, and guess what? People wouldn't watch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. but But I will not agree. I will not agree that the Jacksonville Jaguars upsetting the Patriots in the AFC Championship game and playing here would have been a good thing. Mm-hmm. There is no way that I'm going to condone Blake Bortles and say, that you know what, that would have been fun. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have. We all would have said, what the hell?
0: Yeah, and I can almost guarantee you because the NFL turns teams over every year that the Jaguars are going to be one of those teams that people think, oh, they're going to take that next step, or the uh, the Jaguars are more likely to miss the playoffs this year than to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. especially because they came back and Don't hitched guess. their wagon to Blake Bortles for sure, absolutely. Um, other people are chiming in with their favorite sports talking head shows, and some people are saying that the Dan Patrick show, the TV the TV version where you get you get to see everything in the set. I don't watch that a lot but when I have I've enjoyed it because of the chemistry. And it's not chemistry of a bunch of like big name talking heads. It's literally Dan Patrick who has sort of created this bullpen of characters and mm-hmm. personalities and they've had their own spin-off shows. And uh, yeah, that's very good.
1: I I feel like there's a difference though between th- those shows and and more shows th- that are made for TV. The Dan Patrick show was was made for radio and then sort of spun off into let's throw cameras in the studio. Mm-hmm. To me that's very different. In the morning, sports talk is fine. In fact, it's great, especially on our station. But but if you're gonna but if you're going to make me sit down on the couch and watch a show, for the most part, I'm going to be like, yeah, probably not. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'll leave you with this final tweet here from CNN Breaking News. Maybe this is a good segue into. I don't know what Joe has planned from one to three o'clock until today. But what's uh, happened now? Uh, if you're wondering if our country is in good hands, just know that Kim Kardashian West is going to meet with Jared Kushner and other officials at the White House today to discuss prison reform, a source says. That's Because if there's one person that we can trust oh, to yeah. lead the charge on prison reform, it's Kim Kardashian West. Yep, and I'm sure <laughs> Kanye,
1: Kanye is right behind,
0: right? Be great. And I believe they're also on uh, some special edition of Family Feud this
1: week. Oh, I on oh, can hardly wait. God bless America. See you later. Uh,
0: we're back tomorrow. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts or 1500ESPN.com, the Mackey and Judd show page. See you guys.